Welcome back to It Is One Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Bailey. And today it is the first day. That's a lie. It's the second day of October. And it is 7.28 p.m. You know what that means? That it's 2023? No, it means that this starts our spooky season. Which means that every episode in October is going to be Halloween themed. Or spooky themed. Same thing. That's not true. How is it not true? So... Friday the 13th is spooky. It is not Halloween themed. Yeah, but it's in October, so it's Halloween themed. No. Yeah. Any wrong. No, you're wrong, but that's not the point. The point is every episode that we do is going to have some spooky slash Halloween theme to it. So are you telling me that for our next like philosophical episode, you want to do like like Eldridge Horror and the philosophy of the, uh, oh, what's it called? I was thinking we could just do existentialism again because that's terrifying. Oh, no, no. We got to do like existential horror, like followers of Cthulhu style shit, bro. Is it more philosophy or fantasy? Or psychology? I mean, I'm pretty sure that Lovecraft was a fiction writer, mm-hmm. but there are, there are religions currently whose founders were science fiction writers. So I think it'll be okay. And we're not going to say that name on air. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. No, we're not. And if you're listening and you know exactly who you are, please don't sue us. For what? Anything. They they have nothing to sue us for. I didn't even say the name of their uh, author. I mean... You said the name of L. Ron Hubbard. I did not. You said that. Well, L. Ron Hubbard wrote a lot of really good science fiction novels. See, now we're going to get fucked up. No, we're not, because he, he was a science fiction writer. Yeah, but, but now you're specifically saying, now now they know who you're talking to. They always knew who I was talking to. I was being coy about it. I, I was being McCoy about it. <sighs> anyway, Bailey, what's today's topic? I don't, I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah, because we got sued and canceled for this, so. No, it's, um, we're talking about our favorite horror Games slash franchises. Because technically those kind of go together. But this is the start. And what better way to start October? Because one of the traditions that I always do, which I probably won't do this year. You can't say you always do it if you're saying you're not going to do it. Up until now, I've always done it. Did you do it last year? Yeah, I did it last year. Oh, fuck yeah. I went in. uh, So every year I try to play all four, like the first four Silent Hills. Not Shattered Memories? Uh no, the first four, one, two, three, and four, and Shattered Memories. No, because I hadn't. I I've had the first four games, uh, for a very long time now. I'm trying to think exactly how long. It's been a it's been a minute. What's your favorite one? Oh, easily Silent Hill Two. Why? Because Silent Hill Two is just a masterpiece, and Silent Hill Two is the first game that I ever played. Where when I played it, I was so taken aback by everything. It was really thought-provoking psychological horror and even though it was released in 2001 i i think it still holds up and i'm really excited to see the new release of silent hill on the ps5 which i mean i'm gonna buy it i'm hoping that it lives up to what the original did and is a very faithful remake i like the final fantasy 7 remake uh the final fantasy 7 remake was not a remake it was a remaster or yeah it was a remake yeah I'm hoping this is a remastered, not a remake. Okay. Because there's nothing wrong with the original. 
I mean, yeah, no, it was really good, especially for for the time and the technological limitations they had on the PS1. PS2. Silent Hill 2 came out on PS2? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, see, I'm fucking stupid. Silent Hill 1 came out on the PS1. Did Silent Hill 2 have the same fog? Yeah, it had fog in it. But was it the same fog? I mean, I don't know if it was the same fog. I would assume it's the same fog. That fog fogs you up, bro. Because it was it was a staple of it. It's what made it creepy. Yeah. I think they didn't have the fog in four. Because four was weird. That's fair. Four was the one where he's in an apartment. Wasn't uh three was it three? Where um three was Heather. Heather, okay, okay. Which has one of my all time favorite joke outfits and have you ever seen it i don't know what joke outfit you're talking about now uh it's the uh sailor moon outfit of course it is that checks out and the reason i like it so much is because it powers with a gun so you can basically like shoot laser beams out of your eyes she does like a little spinny twirl and then shoots the laser beams it's so fucking funny to kill these whores that way i don't know if you can call them that taylor yeah, they're whores. <laughs> um, so an interesting thing about Silent Hill is it's been described as like a Japanese ghost story, kind of like The Grudge. I would say Fatal Frame is more grudge-like. That's that, Well, I mean, The Grudge is just a Japanese ghost story. I'm not saying that like... Well, no, so so that's like a literal ghost story, though. I don't think that this is really a ghost story. I don't think there's any part of Silent Hill that constitutes a ghost story. Well, yeah, because it's all psychological. Yeah. Well, the first game wasn't. But the way that they made the second game, fun fact, is they actually did delve into psychology for it because they wanted to make it terrifying. So even the pitches and all the volume and everything is set to a certain frequency to make you unsettled. Everything about that game is designed to fuck with you. Do you remember which one it was that had the uh, psychologist in it that you have to take various like personality tests as the game progresses? Talking about Until Dawn? It is a Silent Hill game. I think it might be Shattered Memories. It, it's definitely Shattered Memories then because that was like a retelling of, of one, one kind of very loosely very loosely oh fuck yeah just hit the table yep okay so one cool interesting fun fact about that game you might not be aware of is every decision you make in it including like how you play is gauged and it alters the way the enemies respond and how the enemies look for example if you spend a lot of time in the woman's restroom as a male character, which you are in that game, the enemies become more like sexualized. They like start to look a little skimpier. And it also makes the dialogue of other like or of NPCs in the world slightly more suggestive. And sometimes if it's if your actions are drastic enough, it makes them to where they wear like skimpier costumes. I mean, that's cool. It doesn't really make sense, but that's cool. It made sense when they did it in 2. They did that in 2 as well. 
Well, yeah, have you ever looked at the nurses? Yeah. So I'm going, if you've never played Silent Hill 2, I'm about to ruin the whole fucking thing for you. You Spoiler alert. You've been warned. Um, So in Silent Hill 2, everything is a manifestation of James, right? It's all inside of his head. So when you look at the nurses, the nurses and even the uh, mannequins where it's like two, like the torsos, basically you have Pyramid Head the first time you see him raping two of them is what it is. And what the mannequins represent and what the nurses represent is James's sexual repression that he felt towards his wife while she was dying. So he wanted to like fuck the nurses because he wanted to fuck his wife, but he couldn't because she was bedridden and dying. So that plays out with the sexual repression in the form of the nurses, which is why they have, you know, cleavage showing, big tits, skimpy outfits, and the way that they walk is even suggestive. And that's why the mannequins are two lower halves of women. That's fair. Is Silent Hill 2 the one with, like, Marley or Marnie that looks like your dead wife? Um, I could be totally wrong about the name. It's Marla, I think. Marla? Well, because Mary is your wife. And, yeah, she looks exactly like it, but she's the sexual version of that. So there is an ending where you can run off with her because that is Silent Hill's creation of your wife. Yeah. I um, I haven't played Silent Hill 2, really, but I've been reading a lot about it and, like, listening to, like, the lore behind Silent Hill because I know it's a really popular series and I know you fucks with it. Oh, yeah, which is why Pyramid Head doesn't make sense in literally any game but two. Because Pyramid Head is the manifestation of James's conscious for killing his wife. So he feels like he needs to be punished. Mm. So he makes a punisher, basically. Um, and that's why there's two Pyramid Heads. And that's also why you cannot kill him, fun fact. Hmm. Which is why if you play it on the hardest difficulty, the first encounter is timed. And it is horrible. Isn't it like 30 minutes or something that you have to survive? You don't have to. You can do enough damage to him to where he fucks off, but the amount of bullets that you're going to waste in is ridiculous. Because, yeah, you can sit there and just pop him because if he uh, if he hits you one time, you're dead. Like, you just get axed and that's it. But, yeah, you can wait 30 minutes, not waste any ammo, don't break any weapons, anything like that. It's kind of kind of funny. But, yeah. That's why Pyramid Head doesn't make sense in anything but Silent Hill 2. So when you see him in all these other games, it's like, why? James isn't there. That's fair. And that's why 5 is the worst. I haven't played 5 for sure. Don't. Or read anything about it. It is a it is the American version of Silent Hill 2. What's it called? Homecoming. See, I've heard good things about Homecoming. Homecoming is garbage. Homecoming, the story is a ripoff of Silent Hill 2, and it is way, 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 way more combat-focused. I mean, some people might prefer the combat. I mean, it's not as combat-focused as Origins is, because Origins was fucking hilarious, because you could just bare-fist things, like, straight-up just punch the shit out of anything. Oh, yeah, you're bare-fisting it? Bare-fisting it, yeah, not fisting a bear. Uh, bare fisting is when you're fisting with your bare hand, no protection, bro. Yeah, what you're doing. You're going for it. Oh, my. I'd at least wear a glove or something. 
but no, Silent Silent Hill is really good. I'm probably not going to get to be able to play all four of them this year, but I try to do it in October every year. Is go through them because I've played them so many times, I can basically speed run them. So, if anything, I'll probably try to do two again. It's been a while. Fuck yeah! And by a while, I mean like a year. That's a while, bro. So yeah, I uh, I re-download Plague Inc. It's a phone game. Oh yeah, I know that one where you gotta like spread the the virus. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm not going to talk too heavily about it because I don't want this episode to be flagged. And I know that when you're talking about stuff like that, it's super easy to get flagged, even if it's totally out of context. But I download that game like usually once or twice a year and we'll just do a full run through again with like the virus and the bacteria and the prion because I like the prion. And then that's the end of it. You're just like, all right, we're done. Yeah, I, I do two or three runs in like an hour or so period. And I'm like, fuck, I just wasted like an hour on this game. I've beat hundreds of times. Click. Done. Yeah. That's um, when I got my phone back in basic training. That's the first app I downloaded because I finally had a credit card and could pay for the uh, Simeon Flu expansion. Oh, my God. You think I'm playing? No, I know you're not playing. I know beautiful. you're not playing. I love Planet of the Apes, dude. Oh, I know you do. That's a dope-ass series, especially the remakes. Well, it's a good thing we're not talking about those, and we're talking strictly about horror. Well, I think Plague, Inc. could qualify as horror. Yeah, Planet of the Apes doesn't, though. I mean, speak for yourself. So what's a what's a video game franchise that you like? That's horror? Yeah. Horror? Horror. Horror? So I would say that one of my favorite video game franchises that falls into horror is probably the Dead Space games. I like the first one a lot. I like see I like the first two, but um I think if I had to pick a specific game, I would say probably Doom that came out for the original Xbox. The Doom 3? Yeah. Oh, I cheated in that game. I've actually never fully completed that game because I figured out what the cheat codes were, so I skipped to, like, the very last level. Of course you did. Well, so before I played Doom 3, I played the original Dooms. Yeah. And I don't think those were classified as horror games at all. They're very, very, very much FPSs. So, yes, the the first few are, and the remakes are, like, FPS action games. Doom 3, I would say, is a horror game. Doom 3 is the only one in the series that I would say is certainly a horror game. And that's primarily due to the fact that you have to hold your flashlight and then switch to your gun. You can't have one or the other. Yeah. Which was terrifying. You can now. Oh, you can now? Yeah. So in the original release, you couldn't. And I don't think you could in like the BFG edition. But in one of the most recent re-releases or most recent like patches or updates... They added it into where you could because of so many people like pitching, I'm pretty sure. I thought that made it way more intense. Like that was scarier knowing that I have to memorize where you're at because you're running towards me and I need to shoot you, but I can't because I have my flashlight out. Yeah, I'm pretty confident that they changed that. But yeah, I would say that's probably it because that's one of the first horror games that I just had like ready ready access to to play whenever I wanted without having to worry about like my parents or something rolling up on me and being like, what the fuck are you doing? Okay, that's fair. 
so I spent a lot of time in that world and I was, I'm, I'm still moderately religious, but I was a lot more religious when that game came out in the early 2000s and I was like eight. So all oh, of the yeah. hell references and stuff really, really scared the shit out of me when I was little. I'm glad that the hell references could scare the shit out of you. Yeah, it was really fun. I mean, I'm not necessarily recommending it because while I think it's a fun game, I've tried to replay it in the past like three years or so since it got put on Game Pass and I haven't had fun with it. Replaying uh, it, but back in the day. Back in the day. No, I would say you probably need to play the the new dooms. No, like, the new dooms are sick. Yeah, I like the new dooms a lot. They're they're a lot of fun. Yep, Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal, both fucking slap. If you haven't played them, play them. They're on Game Pass. I don't know if Doom Eternal's on Game Pass. I don't know either, because I'm a PlayStation guy. You can just say you like to to play with guys, bro. You fucked that up. I know I did. I'm really surprised you didn't say Resident Evil, though. I mean, I fuck with Resident Evil, too. The issue with it is... Well, so something you were talking about, the pyramid head fight, reminds me of the beginning of Resident Evil 4 when you're in, like, the town at the beginning and you have to wait until the enemy, the bell oh, rings and calls the, the enemy off. Which, uh, fun fact, you don't actually have to do that. If you get on top of one of the roofs and have the um, hunting rifle, you can actually shoot the bell. Fun fact. Well, Lottie fucking died. I didn't know that. Thank you for the information, buddy. <laughs> you're welcome. But you're talking about uh, Dr. Salvador, which is not actually his name. No, I'm talking about Resident Evil 4. Yeah, Dr. Salvador. Resident Evil 4. You're talking about the chainsaw guy? No, I'm talking about when the people are attacking you. Yeah, and the chainsaw guy's in the village at the very beginning of the game. Is that not Resident Evil Village? No, that's Resident Evil 4. Oh, is Village the one with the werewolves? Yeah. But you have to do the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's... It's a lot less time. It, it's a lot less time, and you actually get to go places. That's fair. And once you get to a certain point, it's scripted. So you take enough damage, and instead of dying, you just... He's going to kill you, and then ding-dong... Yeah, I thought you were talking about actual Resident Evil 4. I was talking about Resident Evil 4. Yeah, Resident Evil 8. I just don't remember the chainsaw guy. Yeah, that's with the bag over his head. No, I know know who you're talking about. I don't remember him in that, like, area of the game at that point in time. Because I feel like it was super early in the game when that happened. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like you don't run into him for a while. No, you run into him there, but it's not for very long. You just kind of run away from him. That's fair. That's probably why I don't remember. I haven't played 4 in, like... Since high school? Yeah. I, I mean, I played the shit out of the original. Yeah, I haven't played the remake. I want to. I've heard really good things. It's, it's really good. But, you know, as a whole series, like Resident Evil is really good, but I like the first Dead Space more than I like most Resident Evil. Have you played Prey 2017? Can I yeah. change my answer? You can. I don't like that game, but you can change your answer. Yo, my favorite survival horror game or horror game in general is Prey 2017. That and game is fucking awesome. There is a difference between survival horror and regular horror. Right. My face is regular horror. Well, survival horror because some people have to survive after seeing it. Cold-blooded. Fuck that up. Oh, fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> Watch you not actually do that. No, I will. 
I the the only thing that ever happens that I don't actually fix in post are intentional mistakes. Where and when say I say funny mean shit. stuff. Oh, yeah. that's funny. That's that's fair. Yeah. But I usually try to fix shit in post. I'm glad you're fixing shit in post. People usually don't even know when I'm fixing shit in post because I make it very, very, very silky smooth. Well, with having the soundboard, I think it makes things easier. Oh, it does. Although it does record in like six different tracks. Well, yeah. And that's kind of wild because some of them are like Bluetooth tracks that are always going to be complete silence. Okay, so my question to you is why Prey? Prey 2017? Yeah, not not the original, like, what is it, 2006 one? <sighs> Earlier than that, maybe. I don't actually know. But in the first one, you play the native dude, and that game is fucking sick too. But I wouldn't call it a horror game or as much of a horror game. I don't remember it being scary. The original? Yeah. It was more FPS. Yeah, that's I how remember. I remember it. Or a third person. It was more of a shooter. Than anything. This one was more of a um, first person so, survival horror shooter. So the way that Prey 2017 would be described is as a interactive simulation. Yes. Because of how the because of how interactable the environment is. It's like a like a life sim. Only you're in fucking space for onesies. And for twosies the alien threat is like it can mimic, it can shapeshift, it can take over hosts. It's super, it's a crazy, crazy alien force that you're fighting. But what makes it cooler than like regular scary aliens like Alien Isolation is the aliens are so like different, like xenomorphs. No, I think Alien Isolation is a way more terrifying game. I I got frustrated with Prey twenty seventeen. Why? Uh, be okay. So the reason I quit playing it and got frustrated was did you because, not beat it? No, I never beat it. I don't know how it ends, but I didn't beat it. And the reason I didn't beat it was because the game forces you to spec into certain things. It doesn't actually give you. It gives you the illusion of choice. That's not true. Okay, so take so there was one thing I don't remember what it was, but you had to get a um, key card, right? But you couldn't get the key card to open the door to go get the thing or whatever. So there were like three possible ways to get around it. If you didn't spec into the correct thing, it would take you 30 real life minutes for the stupid robot to come oh, and open you're talking the, door. About the door. No, all you have to do is go get the fucking bolt caster and shoot it through the, the, the fucking the mail slot. Yeah, or you can pry it open if you have enough strength or yeah. turn into a potato or whatever and roll into it. Okay, so how does that require you to spec into something when you literally said that waiting is a viable option? Because I'm waiting. It's not. It's 30 real-life minutes. Like, I have to sit there for 30 actual minutes. Or you could just go get the bolt caster. Well, yeah, but if I didn't know about the bolt caster... How would you know about the robot if you didn't fucking look it up in the first place? I mean, that's that's fair. Like, if you looked it up, you should have saw that the boat caster is also an option unless you were on, like, a guide or something, and in the guide, they didn't tell you to use a bolt caster. But if that's the case, then the person who wrote the guide's stupid for not knowing all the options and thinking they ought to write a guide. Well, this was back when it, like, first came out, and I'm pretty sure it was a guide. 
I didn't even have to look up a guide. Well, I was like, this is uh, no. I, that's the whole reason I didn't <laughs> finish that game. I thought it was stupid. So and I didn't have I didn't have nearly as much fun in it as I would have other because even the powers and stuff weren't like Bioshock. Like I had a lot of fun in Bioshock. It's a different kind of game. Yeah, it's stupid. It's I. If you're listening to this, play Prey 2017. It's on Game Pass for Xbox for sure, probably PC as well. Even if you have to buy it on PlayStation, as long as you're spending less than like forty dollars, I would say you're. It's a good purchase it's because. Not. Okay, so the thing about it is the thing that makes Prey so cool is because it is scary. It's a little scary. The aliens are kind of creepy. But the more you play the game and the more you understand the situation your character is in and the more you understand the world that this game takes place in, it's fucking crazy. It's got such a good story. It's got so many different ways to do things. I beat it three times. It's one of the only games in the past, like, 10 years that I've back-to-back beat multiple times. And it's because once I beat it the first time, because I didn't know how it ended, like I kind of knew, but I wasn't 100%. The twist at the end made me have to replay it immediately. Not that good. See, I think the reason you say that is because you didn't fully experience it because I didn't like it when I first started playing it. The first 10 hours I was in... I was annoyed. I was annoyed with the combat. Oh, yeah, the combat's garbage. Annoyed with, you know, my lack of abilities. I was annoyed with my shitty weapons. I was annoyed with the difficulty of the enemies. But once I figured it out and got in that flow state, I beat it in one sitting. Well, but it's not like Dark Souls. Because Dark Souls, you go into it and you know that this is a challenging game. And you go into it and you play the game and you die a lot because of the challenge, right? You don't know that going into Prey. You think that Prey is going to be a fun game. You sit here and you're like, oh, this is going to be fun and enjoyable. And it's not. The first 10 hours of that game are mind-numbingly horrible. So I disagree with that because even the opening sequence sequence when you find out you're in the simulation, which I'm not going to spoil the ending, but I am going to give basic information about it. But yeah, the game starts out and you're in the simulation of your first day at work. You go through it. You get in the helicopter. The simulation crashes, right? Yeah. That's such a cool opening. And then when you get out of that little enclosure that you're in and you do more research, like you find the stuff in that area that talks about how long you've been in the simulation. It's so cool. I remember why I quit playing now. I didn't quit playing because of the door. Hit playing because of the fucking space. The first time that you go into space, like the space combat was so awful. You're not supposed to fight fight shit in space. Yeah, I know. I don't like that. I should I should be able to. And the fact no, oh, no, you're able to. You no, have, you're not. You, no, you're not because of how horrible it is. The game basically tells you, hey, you shouldn't be doing this, but because you are doing it, I'm going to punish you. So not being good at the game and it causing you to die a lot doesn't mean there's something wrong with the game. You're right. I played Dark Souls. Yeah. So I the, I feel like your point is, is I feel like the only proper way to respond to what you said is get good. Scrub. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to call you a scrub. You my boy, dog. <laughs> you my boy. Get good, noob. Yeah. Okay, so besides Prey... Dead Space, 
Well, yeah, but you gotta have more. Like, what about Bioshock? I fuck with Bioshock, but I disagree that it is a horror game. I I think Bioshock's a horror game. I agree. I don't think it means to be a horror game, but it is. I mean, I think it has horror elements, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's a horror game, in my opinion. Why do you think it's a horror game? Have you played it? Right. So, assuming I am a listener who has never heard of Bioshock, why would you describe it as a horror game? Because you're under. It's an underwater utopia that turns into a dystopia, because all the residents have gone insane and are killing each other. There are multiple sequences, like with the doctor who's piecing people together. That was terrifying. The first time that you see a big daddy jump out of nowhere and just nail the guy, like he's drilling him. Okay, through, I, you got me. Through the wall. The little sisters are fucking creepy as hell. The, the, you can suck the atom from them and basically, like, you turn, know, turn them into little husks. Little husks, or you can save them. So it gives morality choices that really don't have anything to do with anything in the game. Like, if you save them, you're a fucking idiot. So. No, no, hear me out. That's fucked up. You murder children, apparently. Well, I've I've played both of them. Like, I've done both the endings. And the canon ending is you're supposed to save them. Like, that's that's the actual canon ending. But it doesn't make any fucking sense. Because you get so much more for just eviscerating them. What do you mean? That's exactly how real life is, too. Yeah, you get so much more if you take them immediately and, like, you know, get the atom. Because what's-her-name gives you shit for saving them. like... Dr. Nussenbaum or Tannenbaum? Tannenbaum. Tannenbaum. Yeah, she gives you some, but like not on the same level. And she'll give you unique upgrades every now and then, but not on the same level as the shit that I could be having now. Because not all of the upgrades are good. I mean, that's fair. So the, the two reasons why I will concede that Bioshock is, I guess, a horror game is the fact that you get to murder children if you're a piece of shit like Taylor. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just playing. I don't think you're a piece of shit, buddy. I think I'm a piece of shit for that. And two, there are the uh, enemies that like don't move when you're looking at them, only when you turn around, kind of like the hedge mazes. Hedge mazes. For you Doctor Who fans, is the Weeping Angels statues. Yeah. yeah, Weeping Angels or the hedge maze animals in The Shining. Like, I think that's really cool, that type of movement has always, like, spooked me a little bit. Well, and even the way that they just jump out at you and start, like, attacking you, it's the same reason that Condemned Criminal Origins is a horror game. I haven't played that one. Oh, my God, that game is amazing. That's fair. Yeah, that that's a great one. Condemned 2 was not, but, like, the first one, oh, yeah. I don't think, you, but I don't think you can use enemies jumping out at you as, like, a saying this is horror because even Have in you, Mario, the Goombas come at you sideways sometimes. Okay, but literally, do you literally, rem- literally sideways? Fuck you. Okay, do you remember the first time you saw a splicer? Uh, when you're when you first get into Rapture, yeah, and you're and riding you're, the elevator and they're fucking each other up on like the bridge thing. No, because you're you're hearing something and you're not sure what's going on, and then all of a sudden oh, it crashes and it, crawls up. and it crawls up and starts to like use its hooks to to peel away stuff and get in there, and then crawls on the ceiling and goes away. Yeah, shit like that makes it a fucking horror game. The second one, not so much a horror game. The second one's not horror at all. And the, f- the third one, infinite, definitely horror. So I think the third one is more horror than the first one just because the uh, 
the religious iconography. I mean, and the no. uh, and well, because of how it plays into the story, and then yeah. I think the overall narrative of Bioshock Infinite is supposed to like invoke dread, like you know what I mean, like existential style. Oh yeah, well, and it's more it, it it's it, it's rooted in its horror because it's more reality based. Like when you get the um, seventy seven baseball or whatever, because you get to be the lucky person to stone these people to death, and it's basically a black dude and a white chick that ran off and got together, and they're like, "You can't do that. Yeah. That's wrong. You're gonna have to kill both of them." Yeah, to know that that actually happened is what makes that terrifying. And then the fact that you almost go through with it because you have to, and then they grab your your hand and look at the back and go, you got that mark. Yeah. So it, it stops it before anything happens, but that is where the horror aspect of it lies. No, I mean, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree that Bioshock Infinite has very, very big thematic horror elements that are pretty persistent throughout. But not as much as the first one. See, I think Infinite's more than the first one, dude. No. Go back and replay them. I mean, I might have to. Well, they're also making the Netflix show out of it. I guarantee you. I'm not going to watch that fucking Netflix show. I'm going to watch it. Dude, Netflix, the only Netflix show based on something that I love that ended up working out in a way that I wasn't upset about is Cyberpunk Edge Runners. That's fair. It's the only one. Everything else, I'm just like, oh, this fucking sucks. You know what doesn't suck, though? Cyberpunk Adventures. I just said it. No, HBO's The Last of Us. That's fair. Because that was a faithful adaptation of the first game. That's fair. There were a few, there were a few, like, additional dramatic, like, stuff that they put in. Well, yeah, because it can't completely translate. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not bitching at all. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was, too. I was just making a statement that some narrative like things were added just to make it longer and not. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. Like even the stuff they changed was super minor. Yeah. I mean, there were just a couple of like, what's the um, most obvious one? What's her name? Um, Her death, her death. uh, Like um, I can't remember her name. She's your partner. Joel's partner. Oh, yeah, where she blows herself up in the church instead of uh, sticking around for the hunters or whatever. Yeah, because that's how she does it in the show. And yeah. then in the game, she gets gunned down. Yeah, by the hunters. Or not the hunters, the police. Uh, the the army. Police. It's, they're, they're not the police. They're government agents. Police. They're, they're government agents. But, yeah, in, in the or in the game it was humans that killed her whereas in the movie or the tv series it was humans that killed her but it was her killing herself well doesn't she like get a a fist or well she kills herself technically in in the game and that's because she got bit she got bit in both i I didn't think she got bit i thought she like had something actually happen to her in the show in the show she got bit and when she was like knows she's about to be fucked. She tells Joel to like fuck off, and then she like blows up the church. She gets the horde coming in, like the horde's coming. Okay, that was it. Yeah, the horde came in when it wasn't. It was yeah, because in the game Joel goes and kills them because they come into the mansion or whatever that he's in, and then he tracks them down one by one, and you can kill them in really interesting ways. 
good. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two sucks. Only because they did my boy Joel dirty. No, no, it was no. And Abigail's annoying. The the whole point of being able to go through as Ellie and then all of a sudden it's like jokes on you. Now you got to play the last three days as Abby. You remember when you saw it from Ellie's perspective? Well, right before they clashed, it's time to go back and look at it through Abby's perspective. And you're like, I don't care. No, the I... whole time I was playing as Abby, I was like, you know what I miss more than anything in this world? That fucking knife that Ellie has. I missed that because now I had to go back to the Last of Us Part 1 and make shivs. So every time I hear Abby talk, I'm just like, shut the fuck up, Gabigal. I mean, do you remember that sex scene? Not specifically. Yeah, it'll forever be burned in my head because of how fucking awkward it was. It's between her and what's his name? They're on a boat. I'm on a boat. No, I mean, I I don't know if I even beat part two all the way, if I'm being totally honest with you. Oh, I hated the ending of part two. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I ever fully got through it. I think I played, I played until I was definitely switched over to Abby. And after I switched over, I was like, fuck, dude. So I, I went through because I was like, okay, I'm going to get my, my, you know, justice. Abby's going to die and I'm going to get to play as Ellie and I'm going to get to fuck her up. Do you know what happens? Nothing. Shocker. They gotta say they gotta save something happening for part three. No. And at the beginning of part three, Ellie's gonna die. No. And then the main character is gonna be Abby, and then she's gonna get a new sidekick who's even less likable than Abby. Because Joel was the most likable. Ellie, pretty likable. Abby, even less likable. The next main character, so unlikable. Well, no, because the whole point of the game is that vengeance isn't the answer because what ends up happening is... Well, yeah, because I thought she was going to kill Abby, but what ends up happening is Abby gets basically crucified and, no, they don't have sex. (laughs) It would be a lot cooler if they did. No, it wouldn't. But uh, but she gets crucified and basically what happens is she beats the fuck out of her and holds her under the water, drowning and strangling her at the same time. And right before she's about to die, she just gives up. And says, that's fine, and walks away. And you know what happens when she gets home? She gets crucified? No, her girlfriend and uh, daughter that they have together have just left. Because she tells her, like, if you go on this, I'm going to leave you. And then when she gets home, she's left. Oh, so she did exactly what she said she was going to do. Yeah. Weird. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, you lose everything in the pursuit of vengeance is the moral of the story. And I'm like, no, she needed to fucking die. Well, so see, yeah, she lost everything in the pursuit of vengeance, but that's because she didn't carry through with the vengeance. Like, she didn't even take her prize. No, she should have killed Abby. I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying she she didn't take her prize. What was that? We're at 40. We're at 40. Oh. Do you have anything else? Uh... Because I've kind of gone through all my horror franchises. Like, I don't, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't really have very many horror franchises besides Silent Hill that really stand out. I could do a whole episode on Silent Hill lore. Uh, I mean, I don't really have anything else. Um, The Call of Cthulhu is like an indie horror game. It's a point and click adventure. It's, it's not, that's not, that's not, that's simply not Um, true. It's a walking simulator. I'm sorry. Yes, it is a walking simulator, just like Blair Witch. Yeah. Which I didn't like Blair Witch. I thought Blair Witch was kind of lame. But Call of, Cth- Call of Cthulhu was actually pretty fun. And I thought some of the puzzles were cool. And I thought some of the uh, 
gruesome scenes were pretty cool. Me? You're just a hater-tater tot. Hater-tater tot? That's what I said. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't really like the game. I mean, I have it. I have a large collection of horror video games. Like, that's what I collect. Fun fact. Horror video games? Yeah. You ever play Clock Tower? I own it. That's not what I asked. Have I ever played it? No, because I bought it on accident. (laughs) Did I ever tell you that story? I think so. I think you told... I think we talked about this like a week ago or two weeks ago. So I was trying to be an asshole, and I thought it would be funny to drive the price of it up on on eBay. eBay. So I ended up accidentally going too high, and the other person backed out because I was just going to be an asshole and back out at the last minute. So I spent 100 bucks on it and have never played it it's for the ps1 it has it's it's completely intact it's worth like 160 i think um but i've never played it because it's a fucking point and click see if i still like had a ps1 or a ps2 handy and i still had my old memory card i would 100 percent fire up something like clock tower yeah we can play it i have a ps1 and i, I have memory cards for it we can play it i mean I don't want to have to teach you how to play. I know how to play. It's not hard to play Clock Tower. Well, I've never played it. It's a point and click. Bro, yeah. you call Call of Duty. You can't even talk. Yeah, I got that deep, deep, stupid. Deep inside of me. I'm real stupid. And you're one of the smartest people I know, Bailey. You need to get out more. You're genius. I'm, I don't even know how to wipe my own butt. I believe that. Yeah, I am. Um, anytime I poop, I lay down in the shower and have my roommate come in and spray my asshole off to make sure it's clean. And with that, this has been Two Idiots One Podcast. I'm lying. No, he's not. You're right. It's not. It's not. It's not my roommate though. It's Taylor's mom. Oh, jeez. And I've been Bailey. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.